Right, so we're listening to the Dalai Lama talk about uh, um, the Atman and, uh, right, uh, Anatman, which is the non-self. Um, he's going He's going to glaze over it a little bit because it's, it's making his point, but I just thought of something that's pretty important. Because the big difference here is between theism and non-theism. Uh, the Atman in just about everything, as he says, except for Buddhism and Jainism, that they're the non-theistic approach to the self or the Atman. <clears throat> they feel that nobody, nobody, no God as a creator, as he says. So in the Apeshanic, uh, Vedic, um, right, which uh, is where Buddhism and Jainism come, the Atman, uh, again, I've mentioned this before, the Atman is that little piece of Brahman uh, that Krishna uh, puts in us, makes, it, makes us uh, at one with the universe, but at the same time, it's what strives or, or uh, pushes us, uh, but at the same time, it's also the tool for us to become at one, again, with the universe. So it's a bit of a paradox, right? Um, we collect into this new sentient being being uh, being this new sentient being being born and uh, Krishna gives a little piece of himself to power us right which is our self the supreme self um, so I really thought of something that was kind of cool you have to see the Buddhist non-theistic approach to the Atman a little bit different so as a being a sentient being collects say at say at birth so it's always a rebirth, right? Because in the Buddhist sense, don't think of reincarnation as you get redone, right? As we were discussing yesterday, you know, you get another body, a recycle in the Hindu uh, idea, but it's not the self. Again, when they say that, they're talking about the supreme self. The supreme self carries over from one incarnation to the next. Supreme self is without your ego, without your identity, same in the Buddhist, panth uh, the idea. So don't think reincarnation specifically in the Buddhist uh, idea sense. Think recycling. So as your energy is pooling again to create a new sentient uh, life force of new being, um, in other traditions, in a theistic traditions, your little collection of cells, of parts, of energy, whatever it might be, gets imbued with this ephemeral quality, this intangible, this uh, uh, infinite, um, you know, uh, what they call um, an elixir of the gods, you know. But in the Buddhist sense, um, that, what they say is innate, right? Your Buddha nature, your tathagata garbha, your, your Atman is yourself, but your true self, <clears throat> That's the confusion we tried to explain yesterday. It's not no self. It's not self. Anatman, right? Not self. Not no self, right? Not the absence of self. Same as desire. We discussed this yesterday. So when we're thinking of how the Buddhist being is created, again, we want to have this ultimate self, this knower within us that understands our true um natural state would be to be completely aware and not suffer uh, from this birth and rebirth cycle. So 
there's this point at which when this new being is recycling and this energy and these cells are pooling, um, I'd love to use an example of uh, a pool of water, right? So as a pool of water collects, say, in, in a puddle, right? It starts as a few drops and it grows and becomes a puddle. That water has within itself the ability to reflect the world, right? Once that water collects enough, it, it begins to reflect the world, just naturally. It's not a special quality it develops as all the water comes and pools together and it develops a new quality. That quality exists within each one of those individual cells of the water. Now, I find it also interesting if you think about when that water is at rest, is still, that's when it's at its ultimate state to reflect the natural world perfectly without any distortions or ripples. The opposite would be absolute chaos. Imagine a torrential downpour. No matter how much water you had in that puddle, it's not going to reflect reality because of the chaos, the water beating upon the surface of that puddle. No different than at once our natural state, you must be still to be able to not just recognize that innate natural self, not the one that uh, deludes you into thinking you're special or jades your perception of reality. I'm talking about that pure awareness that reflects uh, the natural world perfectly. You must be still and you must be, and that's why they tend to talk about being pure and, and, and un, uh, you know, they use this uh, metaphor of water, right? Because it is a powerful force, but at once a, a very passive force. But I just thought of that, um, the metaphor of thinking our innate uh, ability to realize, again, when, when, um, the Dalai Lama speaks. He talks about compassion. Our innate um, selflessness is what I like to talk. He talks that religion at its core is compassion and loving kindness. I say, um, I think at all religions at their core, spirituality, and that was the question. What's the difference between spirituality and religion? And can you be both? I argue absolutely. And there is no real difference. Just one is about the spirit of the individual, whereas religion is an organized system with tenets and dogma and ideas and normally some sort of um, a god or, or a powerful being, right? Um, I myself fall in the non-theist camp, um, but I see no difference between them all and I see it as simply our natural state when we come to stillness and we reflect the natural world perfectly like that puddle, when we gather enough resources of our own, and we use um, ourself uh, for its intended purpose, like I said, to reflect the natural world, that's when we see that our natural state is to be selfless. Again, like I spoke yesterday in the podcast, not to be selfless at, at anyone's expense, but truly um, this oneness idea, truly uh, to be uh, selfless uh, in the heart of... Um, no matter what, we've talked about that as well, right? Triumph and disaster, the same. 
And, and that's how you can balance these. Oh, but anyway, sorry, I'm getting off topic. I just wanted to share that uh, idea of the, uh, of the puddle reflecting uh, reality. Uh, you know, you have a couple drops of water. It's not really going to reflect. Uh, it can, and it might. Uh, even a falling drop of water can reflect. Uh, but that's kind of like us. Right? Sometimes we can find the stillness to reflect uh, reality, uh, to embody that pure awareness. But then uh, reality jumps back in and reminds us that we're, uh, we're falling, uh, falling always. <laughs>